This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. We'll start with the Rangers. Game four tonight at Madison Square Garden. And we've talked about it, talked about it a lot. Rangers play their game. There is no reason in the world why they can't win this series. You saw when they play at their best, Ottawa cannot play with them. But the Rangers have to continue to play at their best because we've seen when they falter at all, at all, the Ottawa Senators are more than capable of taking advantage of it, as we saw in the first two games in Ottawa. So it's nice. I know a lot of people are excited about the Rangers moving forward, but they still have three more wins to get. And, boy, this is a pivotal one because if you give it back tonight, you're in the exact same situation you were in going into Tuesday's game, except you'd have zero margin for error. You'd still be down two games, but now you'd be facing elimination and have to win three consecutive games while facing elimination to get out. And if you want to fantasize about moving forward, if you want to fantasize about making a legitimate run past the second round, take a look at Pittsburgh. They won last night over the Capitals, 3-1 series lead. Pittsburgh is that close to wrapping this up in five, sitting back, getting Crosby right, getting some of their banged-up players right, and being that much stronger in the conference final. What you want to do is you want to try to make sure that you win this series as quickly as possible. You're already going to have to go six, but you don't want to have to toy with having to play a game seven. And even if you get through that game seven, possibly having Pittsburgh upwards of a week to get fresh, to get ready. Sidney Crosby is skating. No word on whether he'll be available for Game 5 back in Washington, but they've got a lot of banged-up players. They've got a lot of players that played a lot of games. World Cup of Hockey, Stanley Cup Final and Championship last year. They'd love to get some rest. So if you want to fantasize about making a run and having an advantage, you already put yourself against the 8-ball having to have to go 6 against Ottawa. I know it sounds foolish. It's only Game 4 and you're down 2-1 in the series, but I'm hearing from Ranger fans who feel real strongly about this team making a run finishing this series well you're going to put yourself really squarely in the crosshairs of Washington if you lose tonight and now having to win three in a row go to a game seven good luck with that so continue win your fourth in a row at Madison Square Garden even a series make it a best of three and then really put the pressure on Ottawa on Saturday afternoon in Ottawa where I think the Rangers who could have very easily won both of those games in Ottawa in the beginning of the series can possibly take the lead. So that's what we're looking at over the next couple of days for the New York Rangers. Looks like the lineup is going to be the same. Nash is going to is going to play despite the maintenance day yesterday. So you're set up for tonight. But let's go back to yesterday. And let's go back to what happened in Pittsburgh between the Penguins and the Capitals. And I know Capital fans are going to scream. How can you call the high sticking on T.J. Oshie? It's late in the game. They ruined the Capitals' chances of possibly tying the game. Well, I love the way that Oshie handled it afterwards. i got to be more responsible for my stick. And he's right. Did he make contact with Benito's face? No, he didn't. But he jerked his head back like a lot of veterans, like a lot of savvy hockey players are going to do. You're taught. Stick gets close to you, jerk the head back. Sell it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen? They're never they don't call embellishments on that. They don't. You're either gonna you're either gonna fool the official into thinking you got high sticked or you're not. And if you go back to last year when they played, Oshi did the same thing to Benino. It happens. But it doesn't happen if Oshi's a little bit more responsible with a stick. You get it up high, upper chest, what do you think's gonna happen? 
But what's egregious to me is how this team's put themselves in the hole that they're in to begin with. How is the best team in hockey down three games to one? And you get the break of breaks, right? You have Pittsburgh playing almost the entire game three without Sidney Crosby. And you almost lose that one, giving up a two-goal lead late. But you win. You got the momentum. And then what do you do? You spot Pittsburgh two goals again without Sidney Crosby. And you fight back because you're that good. But at the end of the day, it's Pittsburgh that gets the goal. It's Pittsburgh that gets the win. And now you're sitting there wondering how the President's Trophy winner is in the exact same situation that they've been since Ovechkin has been here. How does it happen? How is it with all of the talent that the, that the Washington Capitals have that they're in the situation that they're in? And you got a tie game, Kuznetsov and Schmidt get you back into the game, and you can't even get out of the second period with the tie score. And it's Justin Schultz that beats you. And Malkin and Gensel got the assists, and Malkin rises to the occasion whenever Cronesby is out. But it wasn't Malkin that beat you with a goal. It wasn't Kessel that beat you with a goal. It's Justin Schultz. This Pittsburgh team is good. And if they get Crosby back, the sky could be the limit for them. Again, Crosby's skating. We'll see if he's going to be back for game five. I wouldn't be surprised with a 3-1 lead that they're very cautious with him so they don't have to force him back early. You don't want to toy with Washington. They're good. But right now you're Pittsburgh. You've won three of the four. You won basically a game without Sidney Crosby. Not basically. You did. So I'm wondering if they're even going to rush Crosby back. And what's the mental state of Washington right now? What What is it? Because you can ignore it all you want. You know, we saw it with the Red Sox. We saw it with the, the Rangers back in the day. All the teams that go through this. But they've got to get the monkey off of their back. It becomes part of who you are. And the media gets blamed. Well, we wouldn't think about the fact that we've never been out of the second round with Ovechkin. That we've never won a Stanley Cup. That we've won all these President's Trophies and we haven't been able to show it in the postseason. We get reminded all the time about it in the media. How are we supposed to forget about it? You guys keep talking about it. But you know what? We don't ask you about it during the game. We ask you about it before the game. We ask you about it after the game. But if you're thinking about it on the ice, and if you're applying your history as something that you've got to overcome along with the Pittsburgh Penguins, that's on you. Nobody is asking anybody during the game, during the intermissions, hey, you guys can't get out of the second round. Hey, you guys can't beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you take it to the ice, that's on you. The Pittsburgh Penguins are tough enough to beat without having to add history to the mix. They're a huge hurdle to go over. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're laden with Hall of Famers. And now you're going to have to try to get over the hump and throw history into the mix as well. Oh, we've lost eight of the nine meetings against them. We've never been out of the second round since Ovechkin's been here. We've won how many President's Trophies? Been the best team in the NHL. Yada, yada, yada. Best five-on-five team all year. Worst five-on-five team in the playoffs. Is that history? Not being able to get the most out of Ovechkin and Backstrom. Is is that history? Holpe, three straight years of 40-plus wins but can't seem to make the best stop in the most consistent times during the course of the game. Is that history? The fact that you're down three games to one with a team that's playing without Crosby, playing without Latang. So they've lost their best forward, they've lost their best defenseman, and if you think about it, their number one goaltender. 
because Murray was supposed to be the number one. He has he suffers a lower back injury during warm-ups of game one against Columbus. So they're going with their backup. Yeah, it's a backup that's won a cup. It's a backup that's gone to back-to-back finals. But it's still not their choice as the number one. So you went in to game four with a chance to even the series. Don't have the best forward. Don't have the best defenseman. Don't have the best goaltender. You fight back from 2-2 down. Who gets the big goal? Who scores the big goal? It's not a capital. It's a penguin. So why? So that's on you. Now they're still alive. They still have talent. The last I looked, they have everything that I would think a Stanley Cup champion has. A goaltender that's won 40 straight games, three straight, 40 games, three straight years. They've got Justin Williams, who's got three rings. They've got TJ Oshie, who's done it in the biggest spots internationally. you got Ovechkin, who's in the conversation, is one of the best players in the league. You went out and got the best defenseman available at the trading deadline. You've got a really good coach. You've got a tremendous fan base. You're still alive. Go out and do it because it's getting sickening. It really is. I'm not even a Capitals fan, but I'm a hockey fan. Doesn't it get sickening? Every year the Capitals are among the best teams in the league. Who have been the best teams in the league? Since Ovechkin came in, Chicago, three Stanley Cups. Boston, a cup and a Stanley Cup final appearance. Rangers, three conference final appearances and a Stanley Cup appearance. Pittsburgh, Detroit, all of them, finals, Stanley Cups, or at least finals, at least conference finals. Washington, among the best at that time. Maybe the best, really, since in the last six, seven years. Not even a conference final appearance, and you can blame the format all you want. Well, in the last two years, Don, they've had to face Pittsburgh in the second round. How unfair is that? They should be facing Pittsburgh in the conference final. But you're still the best team. You still have home ice. So whether you face them in the second round or the third round, you still have to find a way to beat them. So it's frustrating if I'm a Caps fan. I'm out of my mind right now. Because if I'm a Caps fan, this is the thing that would scare me if I'm a Caps fan. If not now, when? And what can I do leading up to the playoffs to prove you that this year is going to be different? Because next year, they can go 82-0. and 82-0. and Remember that commercial a couple of years ago? I forget what it was for. Might have been for Enterprise. I don't know. It was an NHL commercial where the Philadelphia Flyers went 82-0 and and they wouldn't shave their beards. So well, they all got chest beards down to their chest, and they go 82-0. and If you remember that commercial, you know what I'm talking about. Washington next year, 17-18 season, go 82-0. and Win every game by five goals. You're going to go into the playoffs the exact same feeling that you've had every other time you've gone into the playoffs. What is going to screw up next? And you've changed the coach. You've changed the general manager. You've changed the goaltender. You went out and got guys that have won cups. You've made trade. You've done everything. Everything there is to do. That is a Stanley Cup championship caliber team. That's it. If I had to define a team that can win a cup, that's it. One of the best players in the league. Great center. Tremendous power play. World-class goaltender. 
a blue line that's got one of the best available players you went out and traded for. Orloff is a really good defenseman. Orpik's won a cup for this team. Physical. They can hit you. They can score. They can play five on five. Can't get out of the second round? Can't get out of the second round. Eight seeds, seven seeds going to the Stanley Cup final. Kings win a cup as an eight seed. Home dice disadvantage. Teams winning on the road all the time. Best team in the league. Best team in the league. There were times I watched them during the course of the regular season. How are they going to be beaten? You know how they're going to get beaten? Because they're going to beat themselves. They're their worst enemy. I don't know how trots change it. You can fire them if you want. How many more coaches are you going to go through? Oh, it was Bruce Boudreaux's fault. He, he couldn't win. Look what he did in Anaheim. He couldn't win the game seven. Look what he's done in Minnesota. couldn't win. Trotz had nothing in Nashville and got him to the playoffs, got him to the second round. I mean, it's not the coach's fault. I, I don't know where to blame. You want to blame Ovechkin, that's fine. But it, it can't be one person. I thought this was going to be the year it wasn't going to be about Ovechkin because they got so many other stars, Kuznetsov, Barakovsky. I mean, they have stars all over the place. Again, if I had to build a Stanley Cup champion, that's what it would look like. Don, build a cup winner. That's it. Edmonton might have blown it last night. And at 2-0, they get a power play late in the first period. Don't cash in on it. Don't come close. And I'm thinking to myself, Edmonton's coming back in this game. There's no question, because they have. Both teams have. No lead is safe in that series. They come back, they take the lead, tie it, go to overtime, lose. Now they've lost two games in Edmonton. So you win the two games in Anaheim, but you can't even get the split in Edmonton. So now you're back to a best-of-three series with home ice disadvantage. Watching that series, Anaheim's better. They're getting better opportunities. The best player... Right now, maybe in the playoffs that nobody's talking about is Ryan Getzloff. And what's really saved their bacon has been Gibson. And even though there have been times Gibson's given up goals where you say, eh, and sometimes he does look like he can be physically exhausted by the speed and the power of the Edmonton Oilers. The Anaheim Ducks are better, and Gibson saved their bacon at the times where Edmonton has shown what they can do. Um, if I'm Edmonton, I'm not overly um, depressed. You're in the playoffs for the first time since 06. You're in the second round, and you still have a very reasonable chance of getting to the conference final, and you know you're built for the success of the future. But you may have squandered an opportunity to get to the conference final because Anaheim could have been had, despite how well they played. And now I think that they've straightened themselves out. I would be actually surprised if Edmonton won this series. McDavid, great, scored a second goal last night. Um, other guys I need to see more of, um, not seeing enough of some of their other stars, Maroon a little bit, although there was times he was, he's disappeared in, the, in, in this in these playoffs for sure. Um, need to leave, and you just can't, Benning just can't keep taking penalty after penalty after penalty. You got to keep this duck power play off the ice, but Anaheim's better team and there was an opportunity to beat them. And I think that opportunity may have slipped through their fingers. One game tonight, standalone Rangers and the 
Ottawa Senators. I'll be ice level for that one, so I'm looking forward to that. Let's close it out with your tweets, at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Uh, Brett says, as good as the Oilers playing, I think the Ducks are better. a better team. Would love to see Nashville-Edmonton Western Conference Final, but not in the cards. I think I agree with you. I think Anaheim-Nashville would be terrific, and I don't want to completely eliminate St. Louis, but they are down three games to one, and I do think Nashville has been the best team in the playoffs so far. But give Getzloff a lot of credit. He's been terrific in these playoffs. Uh, Guy Orgee, he still has not straightened it out for me. Edmonton, Anaheim, wow. Pittsburgh, Washington, our cap's really done. Does eight, number eight, need to change of scenery? MSG, a fun place for hockey again. Um, that's the one thing. I mean, I, I don't know what you do if you're Washington. I mean, you've done everything you've needed to do. But I would say maybe you think about trading Ovechkin. You'd get a lot back for him, that's for sure. Uh, Ghost of Tex Rickard and Ranger fans dream. They play game four identical to game three against Ottawa, especially Carlson looking tired, injured. I think he is injured. If Rangers win game four, win series, I agree. And then you can really fantasize about a run from this team. Yehuda says any reason road teams have been so successful so far in the playoffs. And who knows? It's always been the case. I mean, there's very slight advantages to being at home. All right, you get the last line change. That's obviously something when you talk about matchups, but sometimes the building can work against you, especially for like a young team like Edmonton, right? It's got to be pretty overwhelming when you're in an atmosphere like that and they're cheering for you. Sometimes you feel the need to show off. It's like your girlfriend is in the stands, but I've always wondered that. It seems like the home field ice court doesn't seem to work in the National Hockey League like it does in other places. And you've heard John Tortorella say, home ice doesn't mean anything until you get to a Game 7. And we haven't seen that yet in these playoffs. Uh, New York Ranger Fanatic says, my question to you is, what do you think, what do you make the of the Edmonton-Anaheim series? The road team has won every game. Again, it's a young team that maybe is just not ready against a, an Anaheim team that uh, is a little overwhelmed at times by Edmonton's speed, but I think has been overall better. Gibson's been a little inconsistent. I think that's allowed Edmonton back into the series. Um and Getzloff is a guy, as great as he is, sometimes uh, isn't always as engaged as he should be. At least that's what I hear from the people that watch him consistently in Anaheim. Uh, but he has been engaged in this series, and I think the Ducks are going to take it. John G. says, is there a more underrated superstar than Getzloff in these playoffs? No. And he's won a cup, and he should be more recognized, but it's the other team in town in Los Angeles. You know, they've made runs, but they never seem to win the big game when they need to. But he deserves a lot of credit. He has been an absolute star. Uh, in these playoffs. Well, kind of hard on the Washington Capitals, but I think they deserved it, especially if they blow this series. They're still alive. We've seen teams come back from 3-1 down before. But if Sidney Crosby comes back in this series, uh, I don't really see much of a chance of the Washington Capitals winning. They are home for Game 5, and if they can push a Game 6, anything can happen. All right, we're going to try to do one tomorrow. I've got a lot going on um, tomorrow. I'm going to try to squeeze in a game misconduct. I might squeeze it in very early in the morning. So if you have any questions or comments, send them to me overnight at Don LaGreca hashtag game misconduct and I'll try to get them read. I want to do a game misconduct tomorrow to set you up for the weekend. If I do one, it'll probably be very very early in the morning. So stay tuned uh, for that one. Just got a lot going on tomorrow. My schedule's kind of packed, but I do want to get a game misconduct out. And if I do have a window to do it, it will be early in the morning. So thank you so much for listening today. Get in touch with me, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. Also, follow us on the ESPN app. Follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to Game Misconduct. This was the Thursday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.